Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Fisher, coming live from my house today and interviewing my sister from another mister. Pretty sure I said that last time on our part one episode. But my sis, Dr. Amber Carden, a physical therapist out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I'm going to let her run with this really to get the show started because to kind of recap what we talked about on episode whatever, our first episode, part one, we'll call it that on our part one, because she is a lymphatic physical therapist. I'm a pelvic floor physical therapist, and they really just mesh really beautifully. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but Amber, go and introduce yourself, hon. Hey guys, my name's Amber. I, like Amanda just said, I am a lymphatic physical therapist, but really my specialty is reconstructive and cosmetic plastic surgery. So that is the area that I have taken my degree to, primarily seeing like post-breast cancer. So I've got a, a lot of women who are going through their reconstruction and they'll have swelling and they lose their motion and they need to have help getting back into strength training. And then I also have my cosmetic ladies, my tummy tucks, mommy makeovers, Brazilian butt lifts, all of the fun things that you can do just to customize your look a little bit more the way that you want it to be. So if you're interested in diving a little bit deeper on like, what is a Brazilian butt lift? Because in our part one episode, that was me. Like, I'm sorry, what was that? Explain it a little bit further. You can find that link in our show notes. So definitely go there and check it out. Highly encourage you to. And she'll break that down a little bit more, liposuction down a little bit more, and as well, breast cancer oncology. So check that out. But Before on our last episode, it was, I believe, Easter weekend because you were in town. So we did this together at the Empower Your Pelvis Clinic in Kansas City. And she was getting ready to go to a continuing education course. So when you're a physical therapist, you have to have so many continuing education hours where you are learning the newest research, newest techniques, learning something to advance your skills as a physical therapist. And Amber was getting ready to go to Los Angeles in April. And we shot this, I don't know, a week or two prior to that. So tell us how that went, what you learned and what the course was as well. Yeah. So I think it was like the last week of April, I went out to LA. Really, my main goal was to get to learn from Nicole Somis. So she is an author. Her book is After the Cut. She's based out of New York, New Jersey area. But I knew I was going into this more cosmetic side of things, but nobody's doing in Minnesota, really. And I needed to learn from someone. I had all this knowledge and I felt like I knew what I was doing, but there's always power in numbers. She's been doing this a lot longer than I have. So she developed a course with Norton Lymphatic School and they put on their first one back in April. So I flew out. I made sure I booked the first one because... Even if, like Amanda said, we have to have so many credits a year, like I didn't even look at the number. I have no idea how many credits I got. I just knew that I wanted to learn more. 
and make sure that I could provide the best care for my clients. So I went out there. It was a six-day course. It was amazing. I got to meet so many other people who are interested in the same things that I'm interested in. And she broke it down, body-specific, each area, how to treat, what she does. She does do it differently than what I had been doing previously. So that was really cool to see her techniques and then figure out like how I can mesh what I was already doing and seeing good results with, but taking what her knowledge base was and applying it also to what I'm doing now to get even better results for my clients. I love it. So while you were out there, how many days was it? It was six. Six days. Yeah. Was your brain fried? Um, yeah. 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 But like in the best way, like I was so hungry to learn that really like the first two days, it's a new course, you're learning everything, right? So the first two days, we were supposed to like go like eight to five. And we weren't out until like 630 each day. But like, I didn't even care. Like, I was just so excited. Like, I just want to get every little piece of like knowledge and pearl that she had, like, just tell me everything. Where like, I knew that like, I don't have any friends out in LA, like I will just go upstairs and crash. But like, while I'm there in her presence and in that class, like I just tell me everything. Like I would have stayed till midnight if she would have. So did you learn any new techniques outside of Brazilian butt lifts, Mm -hmm. breast cancer oncology and liposuction? So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, again, she went through the whole body. So like the first couple of days were focused mainly on the face. So if you have like a nose job, um, if you have anything done to your eyelids, anything like that. You never hear about or... this. Like think about yeah. all the people who broke noses in high school from basketball, yeah. like me, yep, and exactly. I have a huge knot on mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never in a million years would I thought you would have had lymphedema therapy for that. Yeah. Well, think about it, like it's a surgery, right? So go back to um, your PT knowledge of like a knee surgery. You're going right. to get swelling, right? And then you can't move your knee as well because you're so puffy. So same goes into the the cosmetic world, right? Like you're going to be swollen after a nose job. So let's get that swelling down. Mainly not even for like function like a knee, but just because you want to have your face back, right? Like you don't want to be walking around swollen. Hmm. Very cool. Okay. So noses, you said eyelids. So I guess like lifting the hood. Yeah. Yep. There's a couple different things, but yeah, lifting that hood's a big one. Okay. Some people like do like an ear surgery Chin lipo, all sorts of things. What's an ear surgery? Is that where you pull your face back? Well, no, that would be a facelift. Okay. Um, which is, that's another good one. So some people like maybe born with like their ears out wider, right? Like I feel like I was totally that kid who had huge ears and I just grew into them. But some people will have their ears out. And so if they don't like that look, you can do a surgery to pull them back. Huh. Or if you like, if some people like, I feel like I've seen where like people will like accidentally pull like an earring through. So there's also like earlobe techniques that they can do as well. Interesting. Okay. And then after the head? Your breast augmentation, your breast reductions, breast lift, arm lipo. Again, it goes all the way down the body. So what is your, I guess, timeline of when you see patients after this? Like are faces less weeks than breast augmentations or tummy tucks or any of that? Or are they all about the same? Honestly, it's surgeon dependent. So they control a lot of what I do because it's it's their masterpiece, right? So I don't want to ruin anything. Their protocol. Exactly. Yep. So I'm going to follow whatever they want. If they're asking me for guidance, because again, this is newer in Minnesota. So I, I'm working a lot with the surgeons to develop when we're starting this. Usually I'm trying to get people like on the second day after their surgery. So okay, cool. they have their surgery, they have a day to chill and relax. And then I like to come see them after that. 
Awesome. Did you have a favorite area of treating while you were out in LA? Like a favorite technique you were learning for favorite body part? <laughs> Honestly, no. I just, again, if you told me I had to go back and like just go into the ortho world, I wouldn't enjoy that. Like that's just not what makes me happy. But if you say someone is swollen and we're going to get that down and then we're going to get back to their function and maybe they do have a little bit of ortho in there, right? Because my breast cancer ladies do. I love that. Like I want to get that fluid off of you so we can get you back to your normal life. Can you explain to the breast cancer ladies or people listening who have friends with breast cancer, what ortho function they may be not having? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times during reconstruction, it involves their pectoral muscles, which is your chest muscle. And so usually when I'm seeing these ladies, because that muscle has been moved around and manipulated with those surgeries, that pec muscle is super tight. So they just, they can't move their arms. And really that's a right away, like right after any type of breast surgery. Again, this is surgeon dependent. Some people aren't this way, but most surgeons are saying like for anywhere from one to four weeks, you can't raise your arms over 90 degrees. So you can't go above shoulder height. You've got to keep it there or below. Then what that can do though, is I have to get that motion back, right? So the pec muscle is just too short. I got to get the muscle um, to work again. And sometimes too, you'll see people get what we call shoulder impingement. So it's just getting pinched in that shoulder joint, either a tendon or a nerve. And so also helping them with that as well. Do you find a lot of them who are like rounding forward with their posture because their pec muscles are tight? 100%. Yep. Okay. Yep. So and you'll see that posture. too. And again, it's not a bad thing always. Like if you have a tummy tuck, you're going to see people walking in a slightly forward posture. Just like C-section. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And that's good. You don't want to force them up right away because they are healing. Okay. So there you have it for breast cancer patients. I know we've had plenty of friends that have gone through it as well. Like make sure you're getting that range of motion and seeing somebody for it. You can also do wellness, just strengthening afterwards too, after your breast cancer, which I think is highly recommended. Yeah. Once it's appropriate, I try to get all of my people onto strength training. So it's shown a strong or a strong correlation of decreasing the reoccurrence rate of cancer. So they won't go into strength training right away. But once it's appropriate, then let's start doing something because I want to decrease that risk as much as we can. So after you you got back from LA, tell us what happened. Then I got asked to join Nicole in Miami. That was really cool. Um, To help teach. Yeah. Yep. So I got to be a teaching assistant for her and take the skills that I learned from her and now help others learn how to do it as well. Very cool. So what parts did you get to help teach with? Like, were you helping people manage their skills? Like how much pressure they were putting down? Yeah, I got to, I did the lectures for lymphatic anatomy and manual lymphatic drainage. And then I also was walking around daily like, okay, nope, I would make this adjustment instead. A lot of times, because our course, it contains um, massage therapists, occupational therapists, nurses, PTs, And so it was really like, I love watching the massage therapist because they do this all day long, right? Like they massage, they massage. But it was really funny because they also get into their habits, just like I was with my lymphatic or lymphedema knowledge. You get into your routines. And so it's breaking down those old routines to try out this new way. Very cool. Oh, so (laughs) I have told you this a couple of times. Um, that where you're at in the lymphedema world with plastics is where 
when I was graduating from physical therapy school in 2011, I felt like pelvic floor PT was finally at that liftoff where, hey, this is going to be something big that people are going to start doing and it's going to be pretty regular in the physical therapy world. So over the last like 12 years, I feel like pelvic floor physical therapy has really grown. I feel like COVID at 2020 with us being able to be more social media present on it has really helped it grown as well. And I really foresee you where you and Nicole are at with lymphatics. That's kind of doing the same thing. And it's getting a lot of hype, especially from pelvic floor PTs that are wanting to maybe specialize in the lymphatic region. I'm guilty of that. It looks fun. It's exciting. It's you guys are treating patients that we're treating as well. And we as PTs always want all the knowledge and all the CEUs. And we just want to be little sponges and absorb it. But just like we've, I have specialized in pelvic floor PT. It's a specialty under the physical therapy umbrella, right? You can go into orthopedics. You can specialize in orthopedics into an ankle, into a knee, a shoulder, a back, whatever you want. You can specialize in geriatrics. You can specialize in peds. You can do peds with just sensory issues, peds, pelvic floor, you can do home health. You, there's so many areas that you could do. I focused on pelvic floor. I could probably niche down pelvic floor even into chronic pelvic pain, pregnancy or postpartum. I've kind of done that over the years. My three little niches that I like to work with. But then you throw in lymphatic physical therapy and pelvic floor PTs. A lot of us are wanting to go into that. Would you recommend... It's probably a better option since we're already in our own specialty to let our lymphatic PTs have their specialty and us learn to merge or work together. Yes. Okay. So one, I am huge on partnerships, right? So collaborate because two brains are always better than one. Mm-hmm. So I like to work. Say that again. Two brains are better I, than one. <laughs> I like to work with other people, right? Like I've got my surgeons that I want to work with. I'm now working with a chiropractor in town. Like I want to build on this instead of taking over. Like I don't want to become a chiropractor. I don't want to become the surgeon. I think people would like this PT world better if we focus on our specialties. Because why I say this, if you go to... I'm going to bring you back to cosmetic surgery. You go to a surgeon and they say, Hey, I do the face and I do the breast and I do the legs, right? Or you have someone you're like, well, I want to get my breast done, right? And either an augmentation or reduction, whichever's your fancy. Wouldn't you rather go to the surgeon who says like, I do breasts all day long? Like, absolutely. Right. Because that person's going to be a master. So I would say, I know for me, Amanda has always like preached this to me. First of all, like she's my older sister, right? So she's like, go be a PT. And I was like, heck no, because that's your lane. Like, I'm going to figure out my own thing. (laughs) Of course, I got into PT and I love it. Then she's like, go be pelvic floor therapist. I'm like, not my jam. All right. It's just never going to be my thing. I can appreciate it and I can understand it, but it's just not what I love. I think we're all better if you can find like, what do you actually love? Yep. Go at that all with all your might 100% because if you can really get into something and fully master it, then you're going to be helping your clients so much better than if you're trying to do every little thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there, I guess under the pelvic floor PT umbrella to get your, I don't know, W, whatever your letters are now, their lymphedema is a portion of that. Sure. 
But with as much as you guys are going into it, I feel like it's a better option to have you guys who are doing it 24-7 and us couple together, for instance. We had a referral for a patient after a tummy tuck because she had a hernia repair and a diastasis repair, okay? Yes, we treat a lot of diastasis and pelvic floor PT. However, because she had just come out of the surgery, we couldn't see her musculoskeletally for six weeks, I believe. So I handed her off to one of our lymphatic OTs in the area. She started seeing her. And then I told the patient, you can come in and see us after you finish with so-and-so. And that's how we're going to work together as a team. She gets to help you out with the swelling and inflammation. We will support you on the other side, building up the strength and stability and teaching you the correct habits so that that hernia and diastasis doesn't reoccur or it doesn't show up as another pelvic floor issue down the road, like prolapse or hemorrhoids or something. So it's a beautiful picture when you can work together as a team and you're kind of playing off like, okay, cool. Would you guys do the last couple of weeks? Great. We will add that into ours. You may even overlap for a few weeks before the public floor PT takes on that patient. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there's a little bit. Anything you want to add to that or? There was and I lost it. That's okay. That's our brains today. I know. Okay. I'll let you think of it. You'll come back later. (laughs) So yeah, Amber is doing some teaching. You can definitely even everything she's doing. Hold on. I'm going to break you up. Got it. Um, What I was going to say also, if you're trying to do it all, you just can't do it. Like my sessions alone easily take an hour. And sometimes the way I have my structure built out, I charge per session. And so sometimes like I mess up and my sessions go for two hours because some like my client needs it. So I don't know how in the heck you would be able to do both lymphatic and pelvic floor at the same time. You would have someone in there for like minimum two hours. A long time. That's where my, my brain was going. A long time. Um, yeah, it, again, I just don't, I, I think it's better if you can work together on that. Yes. Because I think it's, it's just like the bright, much. shiny object right now, right? Yeah, that's coming out that everyone's like, oh, I went in on that. That sounds so much fun. And we see it as definitely an area that's going to be growing and everybody wants to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But stay, and who knows, maybe you'll grow into it down the road. But right now, if you can collab and work together, find somebody in your area. It's probably a better bet anyways. All ships will rise together. Don't take anybody down while you're trying to go at it. So yeah. anywho, well, thank you all for joining in on part two of this one with her being my sister and a physical therapist. She's probably going to be back on again at some point. Amber is also starting her own podcast. Ooh, yes, I did that. I don't know if we have a name yet. We're working in progress. Working on it. I think so I'm at some point, towards one, but I'm not ready to announce it. Okay. Because we, she realized while she was out in LA and I think in Miami, there's really not a lot of information out here for people who are having the plastic surgeries. Mm-hmm. And they have questions. They're asking the questions in forums. And this would be a nice resource for anybody that is going through that. So look for that to happen. Hopefully, I'm just going to throw out in the next six weeks. Maybe we can make that happen. Cool. I would love that because I'm going to see her in this week, but I'm going to see her again in seven and a half weeks. And I hope by then we get to go on vacation. Yeah. Family vacation. So I'm hoping (laughs) by family vacation, that sucker's up and running or has launched 
And who knows, maybe while we're on vacation, we'll toss out a like, congratulations on the podcast, check out the link. So she's gonna now she's got a deadline. We work off of deadlines. She's looking at me. (laughs) Thanks a lot is how she's looking. So anyways, if you guys have questions, please check out her information below in the show notes. But before we go, Amber, tell us where they can find you. Yeah, um, I'd say I'm best on Instagram. So I'm at ribbon, R-I-B-B-O-N dot rehab. Let's see. I'm also on TikTok under the same name. But yeah, I'd say hit me up on Insta because that's really where... That's my favorite platform. So come and find me there. We share that love too. Instagram. She's got a video she sent me. If I have PCOS, so I wake up with puffy PCOS face some quite a few mornings a week. So she sent me a roller video and I'm I'm waiting to wake up with this face again. And I know it'll happen here soon. And so I'm going to take one of her videos and try to do it a side by side to see, you know, how things are moving and looking with the PCOS face. So if you guys are interested in that, she is tagged in a few of my videos, but go follow her at ribbon.rehab on Instagram and we will touch base soon. Thank you so much for joining Amber, especially on a federal holiday. We appreciate it. Have a great day, y'all. Thanks. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again and make sure to give your pelvis some love. Until next time, peace out pelvic posse.